and welcome to this week's episode, or I'm sorry, this month's episode of The Game Papas. It's starring, of course, myself, Uncle Dad, and my good friend, Retro Gaming Nomad. Say hello. Ohio. As if you haven't heard this show before, but me and my pal here of many years, we sit back, pick a topic, and we just talk about uh, the memories of gaming past. Uh, sometimes the present as well. Uh, my friend here is actually a self-proclaimed video game historian. I never said that. <laughs> I call you that. So you're an Uncle Dad proclaimed <laughs> game historian. Uh, we record all the time in this awesome game room, and uh, we're very excited to bring back uh, the show. So as we start the show, a couple things I want to throw out there first. Uh, for those who don't know, and I was have to give some good insight, they actually missed an entire intro uh of the uh episode of handheld do you want to talk about that real quick um <laughs> do you remember what it was i forgot no i completely forgot what the what the intro was so i bring it up because it's a it's a question that i asked you i asked you what band was better it was clear it's clear water versus i want to say hollowed oats and you were explaining which ones you liked more yeah i'm a i'm a big hollow notes fan you hollow notes fan <laughs> But I gotta go with credence on that. One. I think you did that last time too. Yeah, so, I yeah. have to go with credence. So not as compelling as the intro we had because it was pretty good. But sorry, Detroit. But I'll tell you this. So, I'm, so I bring that up because each episode I'm gonna start it with something not related to video games, and it's a versus question where a man here has to answer. So this one mm. is gonna be a tough one, mm. but I have a feeling I know the answer if I know him well enough. Stallone versus. Wesley Snipes. Oh. And I was I was just playing Demolition Man on the Sega CD <laughs> a couple of days ago, man. It's like, oh, the game sucks. But, um, <laughs> oh, man, dude, this one's hard. So let's, I, let's do this. Give me three of your favorite Stallone movies first. Okay. Three, three of them. Three of my favorite Stallone movies. Uh, Demolition Man, of course. That's one. Uh, Copland. Two. Um and uh cobra okay so those are three great movies three very awesome great movies yeah. i think you're missing one but that's okay what i would have put judge dread in there but... yeah judge Dredd's good judge Dredd's yeah. good but yeah judge Dredd's good i really like the newer judge Dredd too though oh yeah i saw that with you actually yeah that's right. yeah, yeah. That, they did a really good job on the <laughs> they, new one man. they did especially with the effects of being on drugs yeah i was like oh my god but dude marion cobretti man yeah. and cobra dude he's just that's just I mean, when you're you're on NASA's song, dude. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. That's uh, a that's a testament of how awesome that movie was. What about Tango and Cash? I liked Tango and Cash. I don't think. I don't know, and I'm a big Kurt Russell fan too. I don't. I don't think they meshed well. Yeah, I can see that. I think there was a little bit missing of that, but it's still. I think it's still overall pretty solid. Yeah. Could you imagine if they did like another Escape from New York, Ooh. and then Stallone is in it? Oh, and it kind of morphs into a Tango and Cash two Whoa. electric boogaloo. <laughs> oh, oh, oh uh, did you ever man. see Stallone's uh, ex- wet. <laughs> Escape Plan? It was like a, mm-hmm. they made a sequel straight to DVD. Oh, really? And yeah. he's in it? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked Escape Plan. Yeah, I thought he, it was pretty cool. Yeah, who's in it though? Is it Dolph Lundgren? I believe it's Dolph Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Could be. I could be wrong. I can't remember if it was him or Guy Pierce. Yeah, he's in it. Guy Pierce, right? There's a there's a couple of people in okay, it. Yeah, Guy Pierce is a good guy too, actually. Yeah. Uh, all right, Snipes. Three great movies. Blade, of course. I really liked. <laughs> don't laugh at me on this one, and I don't care if you guys judge. I really, 
I really thought he was incredible in Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. I mean, just in today's world, I don't know how well that sits. He was but... he was fantastic in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I liked him in that one, and then uh, I would have to say he was really good in, in Brooklyn's Finest too. That was good too. But man, Passenger Fifty Seven, mm-hmm. always bet on black. I mean, oh man, I drop zone, drop zone. <laughs> um, got a lot of the other stuff that he did. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I really liked him, Brooklyn's Finest. I gotta say this: there's one movie in, in that top three that needs to be there, and it's not there. Demolition Man. No, dude. New Jack City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. <laughs> that to me is probably one of his most important roles. Yeah. He's New ever Jack been City. In. I don't know who's more important than that: him or Keith Sweat, <laughs> or Christopher <laughs> Williams for that matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I put him up, but I had yeah, I had to put Demolition Man up there too. I have to redo my whole my whole. My whole list. So let me go back. No, no, uh, no, I, I, no. I, I gotta go back. No. Blade, oh, Demolition yeah. Man, and here you go, Brooklyn's finest. <laughs> no, I, I, I gotta do, I gotta do what you said. I mean, New Jack City is like I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta put New Jack City in there. Yeah, like not even like how good he is, but like what that movie did for even just African American culture, for the New Jack Swing culture. Yeah, dude, New Jack for, Swing culture, whole soundtrack. So everything. It just like it did so much. Chris Rock is in it. Like, yeah. you know, uh, so much great stuff is in it. You prom queen. Now you crack queen. <laughs> um, it's funny. Will, was Will Smith in there slapping him? No. Uh, so that I don't remember now. But like when you look back at it, like I talked, uh, me and Mike have actually talked about it on, on our show um, because I didn't realize he's actually a big fan of that movie. And that really? blew my mind because I go, uh, I go, uh, uh, something about, I said to him, I go, yeah. Because I'm your brother's keeper. I knew you said that. And then he goes, "Yeah, no, no, no." I said, "Are you my brother's keeper?" And he goes, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and I was like, "Damn!" I didn't think you'd catch that. Yeah. Right. So I was like impressed. So shout yeah, out to that, Mike. That was a cool movie, but it, it did have some really bad acting in there. Oh, for sure. But there was musicians in there who didn't know how to act. Yeah, but there was actors in there that were terrible. Who? Didn't know how Tell to me act. who. Who's who's one of the uh, one of the other cops? I forgot his name. Ice T. Uh, no, it wasn't Ice T. Ice T's fine at least he was believable on that um you had oh uh, mario van peebles I, I think he actually did he direct it or help i thought, direct I thought he did yeah yeah um but no and then there was the other there was the other guy who was kind of undercover with um so there was another it was a guy who was undercover or sort of, sort of undercover the yes, white guy yes, yes. with iced tea and they always were yes. at each other's heads yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that who was that guy because he was Horrible. I'm pretty sure that's a pretty big time actor. Yeah, I think so too. I think, but he definitely had better times, man. I don't know if this guy wasn't 100% committed to this role or something like that, but he was, he was shit. Let's see. I mean, he, he kind of ruined a lot of scenes for me, man. He was bad. Let's see. Judd, that was Judd Nelson. Was it Judd Nelson? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I was like, it, might, it, it, it was, it was somebody from uh, the, the 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 teen the teen movie stuff with yeah yep I mean yep. dude think about who's in this movie Judd Nelson there's a lot of stars Vanessa man. Williams yeah uh uh Myra Van Pe- uh, Myra Van Peebles is an icon I would say yeah absolutely um Chris Rock Ice T Wesley Snipes Christopher Williams uh-huh. Keith Sweat uh-huh. uh who do we got here come on Fat Five Freddy Fat Five Freddy's in it <laughs> uh, Flavor Flav's Flavor in it Flavor Flav uh <laughs> Mouse is in it who the hell's Eka Mouse in he plays somebody called Fat Smitty I swear to you, it's oh, right here. The, one of the drug dealers. I guess, but yeah, he's in one it. One of the drug dealers, pushers slash pimps, I think. Yeah. That That is Ika Mouse. Because Ika Mouse is hella tall. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ika Mouse is like 6'7", six, 6'9", six, something like that. And yeah, he was in that. That was it. I didn't even recognize that was him. Man. And that sucks because I'm an Ika Mouse fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed right now. 
Uh, you should have been in demolition man. <laughs> all right. So we get, I, I told the Mike about this before too. We could talk about new Jack city all day. One day I am going to do an episode on that, but we're not doing that today. So pick one snipes or it's Stallone. I gotta go with Stallone. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I gotta do it. Hey, <laughs> I had a feeling you were because I feel like that to me has been the essence of some of your personality. That Chris Farley, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Judd Apatow. <laughs> oh, the influence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think Stallone is definitely there. And, yeah, Stallone's uh, definitely there more than Snipes. So I gotta say this before we start the show. Throw down the gauntlet to Mike right now. And let's get that rematch going. Mike, you're going down on the Stallone trivia next week. <laughs> I don't know about next week, but <laughs> sometime soon. If you haven't heard that episode yet, go back, look up for You Don't Know Bruce, uh, where, uh, which is actually where, um, not Stallone, but where uh, Mr. No Man makes his first appearance on the Uncle Dad Network. Um, he goes head to head with, Bruce, with uh, Bruce Willis's third testicle. <laughs> Do I win? Or do I lose? You're going to have to find out. <laughs> Listen uh, to Uncle Dad Talks. You may be surprised on who wins, though. You may be surprised. Or maybe not, because they listen to the show. They know that. I'm, I'm an encyclopedia of useless knowledge, for sure. But Mike loves Bruce Willis. Well, he loves, he's got a tattoo of Bruce Willis. <laughs> right in his armpit, dude. In his armpit. I yeah. think, you know why he has it in his armpit? Why? Because when he like puts his arm, his hand on his hip. It looks like Bruce Willis coming out of the vent in Die Hard. No. I hope Max listens to that. He goes, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?" No, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna get a tattoo of Stallone on my ass. I hope you do. Yeah, you should actually get one on both cheek, Tango and Cash. Ooh, little Kurt Russell, <laughs> Kurt Russell, on, man. Hey, little hey, Stallone over here. There you go. Ooh, man, what comes out in the middle? <laughs> it's all the shit they couldn't do. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you for that. Now let's kick off the episode. So, episode four, I think. Four, yes. Yeah, episode four of the Game Poppers. We were talking about something that kind of, I think, took you by surprise when I brought it up. Because I yes. feel like you weren't prepared for that when I brought it up. Um, but it is the, the <laughs> almost the forgotten world. But I don't know how forgotten it was. Because doing some research, there's more than we realized. Yeah, I remember some of them. <laughs> but there's some on here that I'm like, dude, I had no idea they ever <laughs> yeah, made this. Yeah. And what we're referring to are basically like fast food brands or brands of that matter uh, that have... Um, have a like a notable character so a quick example would be like the uh, more relevant example would be like uh, the m&m's m&m's game or yeah. the burger king games. the burger king games yeah um but there is surprisingly a lot of them <laughs> yes of just all these different characters uh and i guess some of them i should have thought about especially in the world of um of mobile gaming i guess that makes sense too yeah but you know uh we're basically diving into uh, mascot games but not like gaming mascots so not like Sonic or Mario. We're talking brand mascots. brand mascots. Yeah. So uh, to kick it off, I guess because it was uh, my idea originally, I'll start it and uh, we'll go from there. So if you haven't listened to the show, what usually happens is I will pick a game or a subject first, usually a game, and then I will talk about it for a little bit. We'll bounce off each other and then we will kind of, if you will, I'll serve the ball to him and then he takes over and then back and forth, back and forth. And we try to go through as many years of gaming as we can. I think that's kind of been the theme now as we still figure the show out. What do you think, uh, Mr. Nomad? Absolutely. Yeah, just trying to figure out, like, you know, the kind of like not making about just one era of gaming, right? Yeah, we're mixing it up, trying to keep it fresh. Uh, 
a lot of this stuff is knowledge to us as well. So don't, don't think we're like super experts at this stuff and, you know, or well, he's the historian, not me. And uh, <laughs> I, I never claim to be a historian. Um, and, but yeah, a lot of these games are just um, kind of off the wall stuff that we have no idea about. And so hopefully it's entertaining for you to listen to. And uh, if you got one of these games, that's awesome. Cause out of, Pretty much all the ones we're going to cover right now, I might have three. Um, <laughs> and and I, I'm embarrassed to say that, yeah. as you will hear the list of games coming out soon. I bet, I bet. So I'm going to start off with my favorite, uh, one of my favorites, because actually this is actually a fucking great game. Uh, it came out back in 1996. Uh, it was called Chex Quest. Now, Chex Quest, uh, if those don't remember, Chex, I think Chex is still around, right? Yeah, Chex is still around. Yeah. Chex Serial, uh, basically... Chex Mix, a party classic. Is that a party classic? Yeah, somebody go in, you got Chex Mix, and you have different kinds of Chex Mixes. Like, you have the spicy ones, you got the ones with no nuts in case somebody has allergies. First off, tell me about the spicy one, because I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, there's a spicy one. So it comes with, uh, it's regular Chex stuff, got peanuts in there, but the the peanuts are like the um, the powdered, chili powdered peanuts. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And stuff in there, and it has like a little different peppers, and, uh, and not when I say peppers, I don't mean like chili peppers. But like a spicy black pepperish kind of in there, or maybe I think Ooh. white pepper. But yeah, so when you eat them, it's it's got a little kick to it. Okay, okay. Also, the thing about this show, if you're just tuning in, that we are kind of fat boys. So, yeah. well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We forgot to do something because we always do something on the oh, show. Yes. We forgot to do our drink and our shot. So yeah. before we do continue the worst story of Chex Mix, uh, we'll take our shot first. I don't know what this is. What is this, sir? Uh, you are having a little bullet rye, sir. Classic, classic. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Um, we're going to release this thir- during our anniversary month. So thank you so much for being a part of this, our network. I really appreciate it. I, I, it means a lot to me that I can do all this stuff with my friends. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And, uh, here's the two years, two years. Two Congrats. Years. Thank you, man. Oh, smooth. And now let's have the beer. And this is, uh, here we go. Ready? Well, tell one of the beers. Looks like we have a beer uh, from Shadow Puppet uh, Brewing Company out of Livermore, California. Uh, and the beer that we're having is called a Shy Cacti, a prickly pear Mexican lager. Ooh. Now, do you know why I picked this beer? Because Cinco de Mayo, which really has no... <laughs> major importance when it comes to it doesn't Mexican culture that's more of an American holiday I mean it has some significance sure sure but uh yeah um I would say uh the label is cute the label the label the label is really really good that looks like something out of um Mike's, cars I was gonna say it looks something like out of Mike's coloring book yeah <laughs> but uh yeah to Cinco de Mayo uh, uh I myself am uh part uh Mexicano myself so here we go Oh, that sounded so good. Uh, all right, he's gonna take the first sip. Uh, he's gonna tell us. He's gonna tell us our thoughts. His thoughts. That's a, I had to wash the the bullet down first. This, now I'm gonna taste it. Mm. This is actually pretty darn smooth. Dude, that's super smooth. <laughs> yeah, this is smooth. Mexican lager, four point nine, ABV. ABV stands for all berries are vicious. <laughs> uh, Sixteen fluid ounces. Um, this is pretty good, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm surprised that I. And it's like right it. around the 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 right ABB, ABV for a Mexican lager. Yeah. Um, that's pretty tasty, dude. I'm thinking I'm definitely making a michelada with this. You should definitely on should the, on the next one. I got the I got the ingredients ingredients. I got that tahini. Ooh. I got the 
Wait, is that the one that was like killing me last time? Yeah, Tahin was tearing you. <laughs> no, no, no. We had the Trader Joe's ones, and oh, it had the yeah, lime right. that was killing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tahin, you might be okay. And I got the chamoy too, if you want to get like crazy with it. Ooh, but chamoy. hey, out of uh, out of ten uh, joysticks, I gotta give this one, dude, like a eight and a half. Ooh, I I was gonna say out of ten cool spots, <laughs> I'm gonna do uh, seven point five. Oh, okay. Gotta be a little modest, man. Can't can't love every very good. I really like this one, man. Do you really? Is that genuine? I honest? I really like this one because it's smooth. It doesn't yeah. have any kind of kick kickback on it. Um, probably I don't know. I guess it could be a little bit stronger. I think that's what it is. I wish it was a it little, little bit stronger. stronger. Yeah. Now now that I have my third sip, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, all right. So Chexmex or Chexmex <laughs> Chexquest. Let me tell you more about it, sir. So Chexquest. Uh, this game is funny because when it came out. It uses the same code as uh, Doom. So they gave the code up for, I forgot what it was for. I think it was like a joke kind of, but they gave it to them uh, to make this game. And it was a free game you got when you bought your box of checks. It was only for the PC. Uh, but it was essentially like a super cute, a super cute, like family friendly version of Doom. Because we all know Doom was not family friendly even back in the 90s. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun, man. Uh, I loved playing it a lot as a kid. But what I think is great about it is that it's actually been remade. Uh, it actually got an HD remaster for the Switch, which I own. What? Uh, and not only that, it also had three sequels that come after as well. Um, it's just and there's so many modifications. Like the modders love that game. It has a great community behind it. There's different uh, characters you can unlock. I mean, man, I really can't recommend it enough. So if uh, you like Doom, right? Yeah. Uh, of course. If you like Doom and if you like an easy to play game that doesn't really affect you at all on your Switch, it's usually two dollars on sale. I would go check out Chex Quest HG. Chex Quest, and make sure you have a little bowl of Chex mix with you. You got to, you got to. And the Shadow Puppet Brewing's uh, Shy Cacti to oh. wash the saltiness down. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go with a game here that I had know nothing about, and I barely found out today. <laughs> okay. Um, and I can't believe they made this. What is it? It's called Bush's <laughs> Bean Dash. <laughs> All right. So hold on before you dive into that. Yeah. Who is Bush? <laughs> uh, it looks like it's, you play as Jay Bush. Um, I, from the is that is that Jay Bush, the creator of Bush's Baked Beans, or Jay Bush, the politician? It's Jay Bush. The, the Well, first off, tell it what Bush is. Like, what's the brand? Well, it's, it's, it's Bush's Baked Beans. <laughs> so you go around, you play as Jay Bush collecting ingredients to various Bush's Baked Beans flavors. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how this play plays like. <laughs> I would have to research that, but I was blown away. They got a freaking Bush's Baked Beans video game, dude. Uh, available on what platforms? I can tell you if you don't know. Go ahead. It's the iPhone, so the, the App Store, and then the Android Play Store. Yeah, it'd have to be, because if, if this is on console, dude, I was like, who, who buys this? I would actually be like, this is kind of a game that I would walk by and be like, no fucking way. Bush's Baked Beans has a game, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got to throw this out there before um, I forget. Speaking of, and I and I haven't played Bush's Baked Beans. I, I can't imagine it being any good. <laughs> but I just thought about, something just popped in my head. Tell me. Remember that, like, Frisbee dog game that Jerry Rice was yeah, on? See, <laughs> yeah. It was like, Jerry Rice, what are you doing, bro? That was like a during the, the Wii hype, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody was, everybody and their mom was making games just for the Wii because it's like, oh, man, so bad. So just but, so uh, you know, that game no longer exists on the store. You actually can't play it anymore. Oh, man. 
So it has an eight beat style or eight beat style, eight bit style. And it's like one of those run games and you just run and you touch. Oh, and... like Mario run or whatever. Yeah. Are you playing it right now? No, I'm just watching it. You can hear it in the background, but you does actually, he, does he fart when he jumps? <laughs> he should. <laughs> but what's funny is you missed it. The, the dog is telling you where to go. Oh, so you know what that means? It's basically somewhere of Sam. <laughs> if you don't know that reference kids go look that up you're in for a treat <laughs> so, wow <laughs> but hold on let's get back to the brand yes baked bushes baked beans mm. have you had them yes do you like them i like some of them uh they have this one called a uh there's a home style that was okay but they just did like a i want to say a smokehouse style Smokeout style. Yeah, I saw it, and so I picked it up. Now, whenever I get uh, Bush's baked beans, and when I do get baked beans, I usually get those over like Vandy Camps. Vandy Camps, I think, is way too fatty. I also think it's kind of too sweet. Yeah, it's way too sweet. Yeah. So what I do with the Bush's baked beans, going a little off topic here, but I usually drain it. I drain all the stuff in there. Yeah. And then I put it in the pan. I doctor it up. So I'll, I'll cut up like some green onions, throw in there, mm. some yellow onions, throw it in there. I usually fry some bacon, or if you got like a hot link or whatever to kind of fry that up, chop it up, throw that in there, a little bit of molasses, Whoa. stir it up, barbecue sauce, Oh! and then you just thicken it up, dude, and you serve it. So if my boy Pierce is listening to this at all, he knows what's up, because he came over a couple weeks ago, he was like, dude, where'd you get these baked beans at? So he's actually been on the show as a guest. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, the, the audience knows him as the, the, uh, the self-proclaimed... Or not the Uncle Dad historian. <laughs> Everybody's a historian on this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, um, they come out good, dude. Um, so <laughs> I think the next show we're going to make is uh, Cooking with Mr. Nomad. <laughs> good. I, I usually just grill. <laughs> Grilling. Grilling. With Mr. Nomad. I love it. Grilling, chilling, <laughs> drinking beers. Just do it early because after like six or seven beers, I'm usually... Uh, Fucked up. Burning. Burning the food. <laughs> so. uh, all right. Any other thoughts on baked bush beans? No, I'm just, I'm tripping still, man. Um, uh, but no, go for it. So Bush's Bean Dash is no longer available, so you can't check it out. But if you did want to check it out, well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I wanted to bring up just because I discovered it today as well. And uh, this is for the Nintendo Wii. And during the, the, the craze of... Oh, I know what you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> During the craze of like games like Cooking Mama, oh, I was gonna cover this. This would be okay. I, you know, I can stop. I can no, stop. No, no, okay. Go for it. Go you for can it. just you can assist no. me on this one for sure. Go for it. Um, so during the world of that, you had Cooking Mama. You had other cooking games too, I think. Right? Like you had. I know you had other games that were interactive like that. Yeah, and this was before um, this come out. But yeah, Cooking Mama was was the big one to really drop, and yeah, um, and, and and you know, and it uses some of the. Some of the same techniques as like Trauma Center. Yes. Trauma Center was a big game for the Wii that used uh, the motion and it and put you in the surgeon in, right. in the surgeon spot and Cookie Mama. Obviously, you're cooking. You got and it kind of taught you, like, hey, you don't you don't put this on before you put this uh, on right, because yeah. you're gonna burn this and it, your plate's gonna come out bad. So, but yeah, this one's a trip. Uh, so this is Coldstone Creamery scooped up. Um, now, for those who don't know, Coldstone Creamery is actually a very big uh, ice cream chain uh, that uses like a kind of like a light heated like mat, I guess, and it takes the ice cream and kind of lightly melts it so it puts your uh, uh, your toppings in there. It's pretty good. Uh, but there's a game, <laughs> and it's available on the Wii. It was developed by Zoo Games, 
Uh, it uh, takes a lot. It even says here, taking influence from Cooking Mama franchise, players play through a number of mini games in order to concoct their own ice cream creations. Now, what's interesting to me about that, right? It's like, but if you really wanted to create your own ice cream creation, you could just go to Cold Stone, tell them what you wanted, and then you get to eat it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of more fun than playing it on the Wii? I don't know. What would you say, sir? I would think that'd be more fun than playing on the Wii. <laughs> uh, I mean, it probably has horrible graphics, I'd imagine. Uh, Zoo Games, uh, you know, a very long time ago, I used to work for a, a game retail company. And uh, I remember seeing all these kind of weird games coming out. And I remember specifically when you saw Zoo on the box, usually it wasn't that great. I don't know if you remember that at all, sir. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, and it's sad because the original, like, Zoo Tycoon games, when they first came out yeah. for PC back in the day, by 94, they were actually pretty in-depth, pretty decent. Yeah. But then when the Wii dropped, and of course the DS, there yeah. were so many of these zany zoo games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made money too, because like parents would buy them for their kids. These things suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I'm sure like there was a family that would see it every now and then and be like, "Oh, we go to Cold Stone a lot. Let's buy it. Let's uh, let's make our own Reese's scooper or whatever the fuck you want to call your ice cream." Um, is this a game that you would ever would play at all? <laughs> I would never play that game. Not even with like a niece. No. I would I would not subject them to that that crappy no. Okay, good man, good man. Uh, make your own ice cream sundays in this cold stone. They call it a cold stone simulator. <laughs> so you know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is for you, maybe it's not. I am curious really quickly. I want to see if this game is worth anything. Because for some reason I feel like it actually might yeah, be. It might be. Uh, some of those some of those obscure games like that, man, they yeah. they end up like gaining value. I have no idea why. Uh, but there is a, I wouldn't say huge, but I would say it's definitely a large um, uh, fan base out there for obscure games like this. And people collect this kind of stuff, man. So it's worth more than I guess I thought it would be worth. How much? About 10 bucks. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I thought it was going to be worth about 15 to be honest. It's sad that the video game is cheaper than the ice cream. <laughs> Damn, you hear that, Coldstone? Ooh. You better give us some free ice cream. <laughs> so I'd like to get into one. Okay, please, of course. Get into it. Uh I had no idea this existed either. Tell but me. it's for the Nintendo DS. The DS, the Nintendo. And of course the oh. Nintendo Wii. Oh. It's on both. Yeah. Another game, and it's it's just the popularity of Nintendo at the time, especially with the Wii. Everybody was making games for this. And I guess I found an audience, but uh, it's called Jelly Belly <laughs> Ballistic Beans Wii. Uh, b- ballistic Beans for the Wii and for the uh, Nintendo DS. Uh, another bean game. Uh, this one, Jelly Belly. Uh, and I kind of picked this one because my dad is a huge fan of Jelly Belly. So is Uncle Dad, just so you know. Yeah, well, we went to the Jelly Oh, Belly yeah, that's right. That's, together. that's right. <laughs> uh, and then I guess we stopped. It was, somehow we stopped out at the, at the Budweiser uh, brewery. Well, that's because we were drinking that Jelly Belly. <laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, can we go into the Jelly Belly story real quick? Uh, the the uh, the trip? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, do you remember how that all uh, uh, unraveled? No. <laughs> so we go there and uh-huh. we walk in and it was like, hey, wine ta- wine pairing. Yeah. And I'm like, they got wine pairing at the Jelly Belly factory? And remember, this was their first day they were doing it. Oh, I think so. And yes. we had no idea. Yeah, so yeah. we're like, okay. So we go over there, and they're like, oh, it's upstairs or whatever. So we go upstairs, and they look at us like, oh, hey, 
you're our first customers, our I first guests. I do remember this now. Okay, yeah. And then we're like, I was like, is this? And I asked them, I was like, is this a real, real thing? Like, are you guys serious? And they're like, they're like, yeah, we're giving it a shot, you know. And we're basically doing it because you know parents bring their kids stuff like that, and and sometimes they want to stop and have a drink while their kids are getting candy or or, or whatnot. And um, yeah, we're we're gonna start doing it. And I was like, what are you pairing them with jelly bellies? Eh, well, you can, but we have chocolates and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Would you guys like to try? And we were their very first customer. We they gave it to us for free. Yeah, yeah. They gave us bottles to go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. And then they referred us to one of their like coworkers, like bars. Go over there, and you'll get free drinks over That's there too. Right. That's and I right. was like, oh my god! I mean, they were so nice. Um, Didn't we get hammered there? We that, got sloshed. Yeah, dude. that's right. Because I mean, that's how we ended up to the Budweiser. And factory. then we ended up with Budweiser. But yeah, uh, um, yeah. Props to the Jelly Belly Factory. I doubt they do that still. Oh yeah, yeah. No, after especially, the, I, I'm, I'm sure we ruined it for everybody. We we had a blast because we had the whole thing to <laughs> yeah, ourselves right. for yeah. almost two hours. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fun, and the pairing was pretty legit too with the chocolates. I got I got to be honest with you. I've done plenty of pairings before. I was actually fairly impressed. Uh, I mean, their wine wasn't great, but it was it was hybrids of uh, just local wineries and stuff. Yeah, right. But it was it was decent, and with the um with the chocolates that they gave us, especially the spicy one, I always remember that one. It was pretty good. But going back to the game, <laughs> Jelly Belly Ballistic Beans. Uh, yeah, so this game, again, for the DS and the Wii. So it's kind of a mixture of a pinball game with Bust a Move. Okay. That's not Bust a Groove, yeah, not yeah, the dance yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Bust a Move, the, uh, the bubble uh, shooting game. So you have like this capsule uh, and cannon, if you will, and it gets loaded up with one of the beans. And then you shoot that bean uh vertically up and it has what kind of looks like pinball and it bounces around but you also have to try to catch it with that same cannon when the bean comes down and it can it can fall to the left or right of the cannon but you got to sit there and you hit the button to kind of suck the bean back in and you only only have so many beans to um to complete the level so very very basic gameplay it looks stupid as hell but uh they made a jelly belly game huh i gotta say this though it sounds kind of fun. I think if you're really high <laughs> and just, well, I, I'll say like this. Um, it looks very much like an app game. Um, but it's not, right? But it's not. I don't know if they ever, let me see. I don't know if they ever did. Let me research this real quick. I don't know if they ever did do it for the um, for the uh, phone, for Androids or Apple or anything like that. But um, no, it doesn't look like they did, at least not the original. But yeah, it's... It looks like it's playable, man. It <laughs> I looks... mean, and that's all it has to be, right? It has to be playable. Yeah, I suppose. it looks like maybe mindless fun. I don't know. I actually might seek out and try to find this game. You should. Then we can do a review on it. Jelly Belly. Well, Jelly Belly fun, huh? Jelly Belly. What's your favorite flavor, Jelly Belly? Oh, fuck. There's millions of flavors, dude. If you could pinpoint one, I'll give you props. I mean, I could for sure pinpoint one, but I don't know if I can pinpoint one I love. Uh, you know what? There was this one that they, I don't think they make it anymore. I think I still do. I'm sure they still do. It was. Uh, well, how about how about I ask you this? What? What's your personal favorite flavor? And then what's the flavor that you were impressed they were able to pull off? Oh, see, that's the thing. But the one I'm impressed that they pulled off wasn't even a good flavor. It doesn't matter. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, they pulled it off. Like, yeah. they, they, they actually got the flavor <laughs> so, profile okay. down. So I'll go with that one first. So for me, it's fucking. Before, they, before Universal Studios had the rights to the Harry Potter jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Um, it tastes like Harry Harry Potter's dick. <laughs> it, was like, it tastes like, like Harry's twatter. It tastes like a Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Cochino. So, so in the uh, in the six show movie or 
books, there's these every these every flavor beans, right? And they taste like any flavor, right? So uh, when you go to um, uh, Studios, you can actually get that there, and it's like, oh, it's the same box, whatever, right? But you never know what's going to be in it. So for this specific example, you say schnauzberries, dude. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> tastes like schnauzberries. No, um. <laughs> you throw me off right now. <laughs> so they had a bunch of gross ass flavors. And the right. two flavors that they nailed, and I'm like, holy fuck. One, how the fuck do I realize how I know that it tasted so so in so just like it? But the first one was um earwax. It, Ew. Dude, but it tastes what you would I mean, I'm sure it's all happened to all of us before. Where earwax has accidentally gone in your mouth. <laughs> no. Well, I have. Because that was a gross how, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> I think I was a gross little kid. I was like, oh, <laughs> But the one I know everybody's experienced, and this is the one that grosses me out to this day. You say a booger, dude. I'm gonna... No. Are you ready? Vomit? Yes. No way. They made a vomit jelly belly? And it fucking tastes like you just yacked. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot imagine chewing one of those. Have you tried it? Yeah, of course. Because I'm like... You know, it's yeah, it's something like I gotta try. It. You gotta try. It. I gotta try it. And I was like, because you think to yourself, there's no way it's that bad. There's no way it's that perfect, if you will. Could you imagine the people taste testing that? Like, nope, it, uh, John, it's not. Hey, Bob, you gotta go back to the drawing board. Not, not right yet. Not rancid enough. Hold on, throw up. Smell it. <laughs> and that's the thing too, because it um, a lot of what you know, you know how we we taste things through our smell too. So right. strong smell. When you smell it, it just smells like sugar. It doesn't smell anything specific. So when you bite into it. It's just the flavor gets released, mm-hmm. and it's fucking vomiting in your mouth. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you some. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> but here's how they get you. So in the box, right? They, you can still buy it, but they're called Truth or Dare now. And um, in the box, every gross jelly bean has an exact looking replica, like a copycat, that's a great flavor. So you're not going to know if you're going to uh, pull the... Uh, like vomit or if it's a strawberry banana. Uh, these <laughs> sneaky sons of bitches, dude. <laughs> yeah. Jelly Belly. Yeah. Who's, who's the president of Love Jelly Belly? Oh, wasn't that Reagan, Reagan right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about that on the tour, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and the flavor I love the most, now that I really think about it, it's the uh, chocolate apple, chocolate-covered apple. I never heard I never have one. Yeah, so the outside is like the hard, the hard chocolate cover, and then the inside is the apple. And so you take a bite and it just tastes perfect. Nice. Um, but uh, I, but the sad part is I think my favorite memories of Jelly Belly are the shitty jelly beans because it's like they have a grass one. It tastes just like grass. Wow. Like, it, dude, the dirt one blew my mind too because it tastes like fucking fresh earth is in your mouth. <laughs> what were the what were the reject Jelly Bellies called when we went to the factory? Belly flops. Belly flops. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because they were, were super cheap. Yeah, yeah. Because they were all just fucked up in shape. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, who cares, man? Like, it was so much cheaper, man. Like, yeah. give them to me. <laughs> give me that. Because you could get, like, a whole five-pound bag for, like, ten bucks. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was yeah. like, get in my belly, man. But that also shows you they must be getting, like, so many that do not come out the way they need to if they were just getting rid of it like that, right? Yeah. That's nuts, man. <laughs> Uh, so is this episode about brands of jelly bellies now? Uh, yeah, know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the the one I was really impressed that they nailed. Tell me. I got uh, I got for my girlfriend because she's in uh, she's been into you know the beer industry for for a while now. But they had some um, beer flavored uh, jelly bellies, and I those. I got them. I gave them to her, and she was like, "Are you serious? Are these a real thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, apparently." And we both tried them, and I was like, "Holy crap! Like this actually tastes like a freaking IPA." I was I was pretty impressed. I didn't like them, 
but I was really impressed on the flavor profile. Another flavor profile I was extremely impressed was the movie popcorn. Oh, that's so you know that's the number one. Is it that's her number one flavor? Yeah, the number one flavor no is way. butter popcorn. Yeah. My dad loves that one, dude. Yeah. Only reason why I know that, so fun fact, everybody. Uncle Dad's been on that tour probably more than five times. <laughs> Fat boy. <laughs> and uh I remember and they always go, Can you guess? <laughs> Can you guess what the number one flavor is? And I'm always like, Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, You're one of those yeah. on the tour, dude. I didn't know. I never say it though. I always go, okay, you can have fun, but I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uncle Dad, put your hand down. We know you now. <laughs> hey, you fat you, boy you, in the back. Yeah, you, you, they know you by name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, Beatrice, I know the answer. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> we know you do, Uncle Dad. Stop. I told you you can't come every week. <laughs> what? Don't you have a home? <laughs> This is my home. <laughs> <laughs> I need jellies in my bellies. Uh, but yeah, um, my, I think my favorite is um, <laughs> we're still going to jelly belly, dude. Okay, now, now, now you have to buy this game. Yeah, yeah I, I am going to buy this game now. I am, I am for sure going to buy this game. Because uh, I didn't realize how much we like jelly belly. Yeah, I, I really like the I, I really like the, the kiwi watermelon. That's a good one. The kiwi watermelon wow. is like so refreshing, and they did have a, a, a jelly belly freaking seltzer too. We we tried right, that one. Right, yeah, yeah remember, you were here. When yeah, we tried it. Yeah, yeah, Dude, we're jelly bellied out. I didn't even realize how much impact jelly belly has on my life. Fuck, dude. Uh, well, hold on. I got one more to add to Jelly Belly. Oh. <laughs> because, because what they used to do, too, is that they don't do it anymore. Uh, even when we went, they didn't do it. But they did. Um, they used to go a lot. They did what's called a tasting bar. But you would make cocktails. Well, they're not cocktails, but just like they would give you recommendations of like combining two Jelly Bellies or whatever, whatever. right? And one of them that blew my fucking mind was when you got the graham cracker Jelly Belly. No. You did a s'mores? No, better. Graham cracker because it had like a bready taste, peanut butter, and then jelly. Oh my god! Did it taste like a? Uh, it tastes like a straight up no. motherfucking PB and J. No, see that's genius. Yeah, it's man. genius, dude. Who are these guys making these flavors, man? Fucking aliens, dog. They need to make like flavored condoms, jelly belly, <laughs> jelly belly condoms. I'm sure it already exists. I have a feeling it does. Oh man, if it doesn't get <laughs> just so you can suck on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not even to do anything, but just to taste it. Or put it over my head and blow it up. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what's the name he did that? Uh, From uh, the comedian, what's his name? He does a movie show now, Bobby's World. Oh, uh, um, how are we talking about? Howie Mandel? Howie Mandel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So clearly, I didn't realize how much we had a passion for Jelly Belly. <laughs> yeah, apparently. We got to go back to Jelly Belly Factory, man. That was fun. Uh, okay. So um, uh, the next pick I got here is actually for the PlayStation 2. Ooh. Came out only in Europe on St. Patrick's Day in 2006. Uh, it uses the Renderware uh, engine, and it was published by Kotcha Media and developed by EM Studios. This game is probably one of the most classic candies in the world. I think you know you're a little older than I am, and I don't mean this as a whoa, joke. I don't whoa. mean this as a joke. You're a little older than I am, and I feel like this is probably like a candy. Can you tell the, you can talk about the Clark Bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ate yourself in there. I didn't even say shit because <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck Clark Mars. Clark, the original Mars bar. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> um, Smarties. Oh, dude, that has a video game. No, and not only does it have a video game, sir, it is a third person. 
open a semi open world game <laughs> where ba- you play Big Blue. So you basically play Big Blue, who's a, a blue smarty, <laughs> and you are trying to explore different areas of the factory, saving individual smarties and killing stroopers. Dr. Soursweet, <laughs> evil living sugary <laughs> creations. Big Blue must also find permanent upgrades, which improve various aspects of his Big Blue and his exosuit, the suit in which he uses to run, shoot, and jump. Because remember, he is just a smarty. <laughs> um, some upgrades include the Choco Ray, which includes a fiery blast of chocolate. <laughs> um, you can also get the half chocolate jacket, which offers temporary protection against fire. <laughs> A chocolate jacket that protects you against fire. Oh, you these guys were high when they made this game, dude. They were so high when they made this game. The game is quite open-ended with most levels containing large areas with plenty of Smarties to find. Most areas need you to collect a certain number of Smarties before you can access them. Proving a challenge for younger players, there are a few different gameplay styles, but these repeat themselves throughout the game. The game, the entire game mostly has a platform element style, but there are certain more action-adventure touches to certain parts of the game. The reception of the game is that... <laughs> The official PlayStation Magazine of UK gave it one out of ten. <laughs> of course, I think the I think probably the best Smarties game you could make is an air hockey game where you're hitting a Smarties across the, the, the. That might be fun, but who thought this was? And this is what kills me about these games. Like there was a development, there was a budget. Yeah, this got approved, and like how if you're gonna make a game, yeah, make it wacky. I get it. But it's got to be playable. It's like, dude, a, a chocolate <laughs> suit or jacket, would you say? Jacket. That protects you against fire. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. But it's called Smarties Meltdown. And hold on. We got to see if it's valuable here because I feel like that might be too. Uh, what do you think the value of that game is, roughly? <sighs> it got horrible reviews, but that could mean uh, low distribution and sales, which could drive the price up. Uh, I say it's shit. <laughs> uh, so if you can find it sealed, it's about thirty bucks. Uh, if you can find, if, you, if it's open, two dollars. <laughs> All right, sir. Um, we know some little more common. I think that people are a little more aware of. Wait, hold on. They're not aware of Jelly Bellies and Smarties. <laughs> uh, well, the game. I oh, say. gotcha. Okay, <laughs> the <laughs> game itself. Uh. Kind of out there uh, when they partnered with this, and uh, the publisher uh, okayed this, and it's a very, very well-known publisher. Okay. Uh, by the name of Ubisoft. Okay. The game I'm talking about was for the original PlayStation. I believe it came out for PC as well. And it's called Hooters Road Trip. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is Ubisoft. Is they, they published it. They didn't develop okay, it. Okay, okay. The developer was a uh, Hoplite Research. But the fact that Ubisoft saw this to say, that's a great idea, guys. Let's go. But we're also saying we're also talking about the same company that did all the baby mama stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's not called baby mama. Whatever it's called. <laughs> what was it called? My my, my ba- baby. My baby. <laughs> yeah. And my. then my baby mama. Yeah. And then there is no- I, I could have swear there was one called 
My Baby Mama Drama. I knew it. I believe it has your face on it. I knew it. I think I have a copy of it. But no, what was it? It was like My Baby and then My Pet Hospital, My Something Something. It was a whole series of My, my Babysitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my Fashion Boutique yes. or whatever it was. But they sold fucking well. And they, and yeah. And so I go to a convention for a company that I worked for. And they were like, with, with all, the, and I'm, we're talking like, this is the middle of Assassin's Creed 2, 3, all this stuff. They were like, they told us our number one profitable game, selling game, is the My Whatever series, My Baby series, whatever it is. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Out of all the pretty good games that they had sure. at the time, those were your. I mean, I could see profitable because they probably didn't put a lot of development in Dude, it, no but development. they sold like crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? We, we do sell a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, and they just flooded the market, man. Yeah. And it, yeah. But hey, they made money. I guess that's why uh, they're doing that and I'm not. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's that's why you're trip? on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was released as a free will in USA on PC. It wasn't called uh, Hooters Road Trip. What was it called there? Uh, f- uh, on, on PC. PC. On piece, uh, PC, it was called Free Will in USA. Gotcha. Um, so it looks like they might have got the the rights to Hooters uh, to throw some uh, very big-breasted digital women <laughs> well, well, hold on, on the cover. <laughs> you got to exp- explain what Hooters is. Uh, Hooters is a tasteless restaurant. Uh, sorry. 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 I, no I, judgment. <clears throat> Here's the thing. The reason why I don't agree with that, fun fact. When Super Troopers 2 came out, mm-hmm. they did a promotion for a week when the movie came out mm-hmm. where they had snozberry flavored wings. And the fact that they did that, I was like, Hooters, you got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, this is the fact that, you know, they got to walk around with a three sizes too small. I thought that was different now. It's a different world now. I haven't been to Hooters in a while. Dude. I haven't either. but I, I don't go in there because they might hire me. <laughs> like oh hey honcho hey, hey, hey. you got big boobies uh no so hooters is a restaurant um and you gotta watch out for those fools man because uh they get you they get you on the beer but uh, a lot of people say oh they got fantastic wings their wings are good uh they're not great in my opinion are they good for a chain for a chain yeah yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying i think that's what it they're good like they're good is. for a chain yeah um uh, they are, and she goes, <laughs> I remember talking to one of the waitresses. She was like, yeah, we're known for our wings. She's like, um, and I was like, yeah, they're pretty good. And, she, and I was like, uh, what's your guys' secret? She goes, there's no secret. You want to know what we, what we cook them in? And I go, you tell me butter? She goes, yeah, <laughs> we deep fry them in butter. And I was like, there you go. That's probably why I'm having a heart attack right now. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a chain known for their wings, uh, beard, their women, their waitresses. Um, but if you ever go there and I don't know if it's changed, so I can only, I can only speak on the two times that I've gone. Yeah. they never have their prices on their pitches of beer. I don't think they do still. <clears throat> I don't think they do. And you get your tab. Yeah. Then you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, holy sheep shit. Uh, I'm about to go on a road trip because <laughs> I'm out of here, but no, it's, a uh, yeah, it got us, man. We, we went, uh, bachelor party to a basketball game and then stopped at Hooters after. And I said. I told the guy who was like ordering a bunch of beers. I was like, "Hey, man, there's there's no price on these pitchers for a reason." Yeah, and yeah, it's, and you're just getting regular. They don't have you know craft beers, so you're getting regular Budweiser and you know uh, Coors Light pitchers, and they're like twenty five, thirty dollars, man. And I'm like, "Holy shit, dude!" But anyways, but you're paying for the experience. You're there for the experience, yeah. Yeah. It always it always made me laugh too when I go in there and you see uh, 
little kids' birthday parties at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, come on, bro. You know how that kid's gonna grow up to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's a uh it's a game. Uh the premise of it uh is uh let's see. It's a racing game. And let me see, let me see. Yeah, it's a racing game. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure you go to different locations and stuff because you're cross country. So it got so the reviews on it. Uh, I don't. I don't like Metacritic. I don't really go off Metacritic. So uh, let's go with Game Zone. Game Zone gave it a five out of ten for PC. Uh, four out of ten for PS. Nice. Uh, got unfavorable reviews. Uh, Game Informer rated this as one of the worst games ever made. And it was one. It was one of the last games released for the original Sony PlayStation, dude. It came out original PlayStation, and uh, yeah, it came out real late in its in its uh, cycle. Uh, in two thousand seventeen, Games Radar ranked the game forty ninth in their fifty in their fifty worst games of all time. Wow! So, um, do you own this game? I do not own Who Does Road Trip, and I probably never will. I I I do remember it though. Yeah, I do remember this game coming out. Yeah. I remember it too. I remember because it came out around the same time. Uh, do you remember when uh, vehicle vehicular shooters were a thing? Yeah, like uh, Vigilante Metal. Eight. Yeah, Twisted Metal. But specifically, Twist uh, Vigilante Eight. It Blast came out. Cord. It came out around the same time as Vigilante Eight. So I remember seeing it as a kid, and I was like, "Oh man, this has to be the same thing." I didn't really know what Hooters was at the time. Uh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It's better. <laughs> it's more better. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it really doesn't even have like a Hooters thing to it. Just like every now and then you would just see women in the Hooters uniforms. Yeah. Like going, Haha, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you could get spectators. that. Spectators. But you could get that in Outrun, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a better game. A better game. Yeah. So what you're saying is you want this game. Cool. <laughs> I don't. Uh, if I if I do get it, I'll probably go to Hooters and use the disc as a coaster. <laughs> nice. Nice. I should get that a lot. Um all right, so while while I look for that real quickly here, give me a second. I can't believe they made three Chex quests. It's a good game. It's honestly a pretty solid game. I'm gonna go over. I mean, I feel like you want to go over it, so I'm gonna not go over it. No, no, please do. Well, I'm gonna go over the Yonoid. Yeah, for sure. So let's go over Yonoid. This was a crazy one because it was developed by a great developer at the yes. time. Yes. And at this time, they were making nothing but heat. Yeah. It is Capcom, and it's Yonoid. Now, before we talk about the game, we got to talk about Yonoid, who it represents. Yonoid is from what famous pizza brand? Domino's Pizza. Yes. Now, I feel like Domino's definitely doesn't have the weight like it used to. I mean, maybe you, maybe you see different. I, you know what? I thought that too, but I actually have a very good friend who works for Domino's. Oh. Um, yeah. And he tells me the amount of pizzas that they make on a weekend Insane. will blow your freaking mind, dude. Really? I was like, I was like, no, there's no. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, we we dropped 500 pizzas today. Oh my god! And I was like, 500 Still. in one day. He's like, yeah, absolutely. And um, when it gets to um, it's like Super Bowl weekend and stuff like that, sometimes they have to turn their delivery off. Do you think it's a matter of value over taste or taste? You know what? I gotta say, um, now uh, I think it's. You got value and a pretty decent quality pizza if you do the um, the the pan, the hand toss pan. The hand toss pan is pretty solid. For it's a solid time. pizza, man. I'm t- I tell people that you know, when they get them, they're like, "Dude, this is Domino's." The trick is, if you order large, 
it doesn't come with it the hand toss. Hand toss is only medium size. Oh, really? So whenever you order it for everybody out there, take it from a fatty. <laughs> order the hand tossed and get these ingredients. Let's hear it. You get the garlic parmesan sauce, the hand tossed pan okay. crust, the chicken, the premium chicken, and bacon. Sounds great. If you want some onions, throw some green onions on there. But I'm telling you right now, you eat that. If I, if I was to give that to you and not show you the Domino's pizza box, you'd be like, dude, where'd you get this pizza at? I guarantee you, man. I get it for my staff at work all the time. And they're like, dude, I was like, normally they're like, we never got Domino's before. I get that pizza all the freaking time now. Nice. It's okay. a phenomenal pizza, man. And before they made these phenomenal pizzas, they were making a way to become a name, they think. Mm-hmm. Well, they were already a name, I guess. They're but... a name in East Coast. Yeah. Uh, they were big because of the value. It wasn't so much the taste, and that's why if you order their pizzas now, you can get like Brooklyn crust and stuff. It's basically New York East Coast based. Yeah. Gotcha. So Domino's had a mascot called Yonoid, and now I'll be honest, Yonoid is a little bit before my time because uh, yeah, I was probably like two they, when it came out. But they brought them back. You see them, their video, their commercials? No, actually. Yeah, they brought the Noid back. Oh, dope, dope. Um, so it's a two D uh, platformer featuring popular Domino's pizza mascot from the nineteen eighties. Uh, it is graphic. It's a oh, interesting. It is a graphically altered version of the Famicom game, Kamen no Ninja Hanamuro. Did you know that? Wait, say that again? So it's a different game in Japan. So it's already an existing platformer that Capcom okay. made. And they just altered it. They just put it. the Noid in there. Yeah. So very much how Nintendo did with Super Mario 2. Yeah, which was... Uh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so then that makes probably sense why it was actually a solid game then, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've heard that this is actually a solid game. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a 2D platformer. I mean, nothing too crazy to talk about. Basically, going left to right, you're hitting boxes, you're getting what you need, and you move forward. It's an auto-scroll level every now and then. Uh, every now and then, you would have, like, you know, things of the 90s, so you'd have skateboarding and whatnot, right? Um, but uh, at the end of it, there's, like, a pizza-eating contest as well. I bet you that was just thrown in. Oh, for sure. They it had to be thrown in, in to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to have the tie-in to, to Noid. Yeah. And the whole thing with, uh, with Domino's Pizza is uh, you avoid the Noid. Yeah, right. Now, your Noid, I, I feel like probably has value because it's probably, you know, if it's a decent enough game, right? Well, the Capcom platformers, um, they they did a lot of that where it's like they were licensed out. Another one was like the Darkwing uh, Duck series. It's a Capcom. And that's that if you have one uh, uh, box uh, uh, for the NES, if you have the box and everything, a lot of people forget that was a Capcom platformer, man. That one's, that one's worth some money. Oh, really? So this is worth about a hundred bucks. Yeah, dude. Which makes sense, right? Yeah. Like the, uh, there's a graded one. Somebody has a graded one that's factory sealed and it's graded by WADA, uh, and uh, it's, they're selling it for twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. If anybody wants anything graded, send it to me. I'll look at it. I'll put a A, B, or C on it. But he's not a historian. He says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, but I'll grade it for you, and you can. I'm a lot cheaper. <laughs> I'll just give you a grade. I, I do write the letter on the box, though. Like, oh, this is pretty good. A plus. <laughs> a, a plus. <laughs> too, too bad there's writing on it now. Yeah. <laughs> I ruined your cover now. Actually, hey, you know what? It's me. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. There you go. Uh, all right. So you're annoyed. Covered. Done. Let me hear yours. Uh, I'm going to do something that uh, has a very loose tie-in. Loose tie-in? With a certain candy just a certain uh, uh candy that's very very well known and is the favorite of marshawn lynch what is this <laughs> it's a skittles 
Wait. But it's not called Skittles game. And that's why I say it's a loose tie-in. The game is called, and I do remember this game, it's called Darkened Sky. Really? Yes. So here's the overview. Darkened Sky is a third-person fantasy action-adventure uh, developed by Boston Animation, pub- published by Simon and, and, and Schuster. Um, and it originally came out for the PC. It later came out for the GameCube here in America in 2002. Uh, and the, Oh, my you, you God. Remember this? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, dude, I remember this game, man. Uh, so the players take a role of Sky of Lynn Laura, a young woman in a bleak fantasy world who stumbles upon a magical staff and must travel through different worlds to restore their bright colors from the Dark Lord Necroth. While the game initially shows no ties to advertising of any sort, it is quickly revealed in-game that it is a tie-in to Skittles brand fruit-flavored candies as players collect different colored candies to f- perform numerous spells. And there are Skittles candies they collect? Skittles. You collect Skittles. Wow. So I remember this game now yeah, because I, because when I worked at the game store, I remember, I think, seeing that a couple of times. Yep. Um, wow. That's got to be worth some money, I feel. Uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah, look it up. Darkened Sky Value. Do you have that? I don't have this game, no. Simon & Schuster, why does that sound familiar? Is that just like a, that's just a finance company, isn't it? I think so. So, if you were to have it loose, dude, it's 25 bucks, okay. um, according to this site. If it's complete, $65, man, not bad. Yeah. Brand new, 95 graded, and again, guys, if you want anything graded, you can <laughs> send that to me. I'll grade it on a A through F scale. Um, write it. You know, handwrite the, the, the lettering on it. You're great on it and send it right back to you at a very, very inex- inexpensive price. Um, but graded, man, 215 bucks. It's not bad. Not bad for the GameCube. Wow. Have you ever played it? No, I, I, I remember seeing it. And that cover looks familiar to me. Yeah, super familiar cover. But, but like, I guess I've seen it a lot, I think, but I never thought anything about it because it looked generic. It looks generic. It looks super like, generic, man. Like, you mean that fucking enemy, Necroth? Come on. Yeah. And there were so many, like, dungeon-style crawlers at that time because everybody was still on the hype of, like, the Baldur's Gate, yeah. Champions of Norath series and stuff like that. So everybody was coming out with these, oh, this is like Gauntlet, you know, and, and Gauntlet Legends and all that stuff. No, it's not. That's, uh, a, that's an episode idea, dungeon crawlers. Oh, I can do dungeon calls all day. That's gonna man. be a long one, though. <laughs> we, yeah, but we would have to. We would have to have a guest for that one, and I know who that guest would have to be. I mean, I know who I think it would be. Who? Mike, obviously. <laughs> for dungeon crawlers, of course. Yeah. He's the he's the the OG OG. Well, I say we take a break right now, man, and I think we gotta pop Ooh. another brewski. So what he just did there, kids, is he saved it because I was good, told to forget about that. So <laughs> good job, good job. I'm getting better. I know, good job, man. All right, so I guess you said the last one, so I'll say this one. Okay. Uh, this is from Dust Bowl Brewing Company, which is from do you know where? Uh, Dust Bowl. It's uh yeah, Dust Bowl's right here in Northern California in Turlock. Oh, tight, tight. Uh, so that's cool. It's brewed in Canon Dust Bowl. Uh, it is called. Cash crop watermelon. It is it doesn't really specify what it is though. It just says cash crop watermelon. Twelve fluid ounces. Fresh from the watermelon capital of the world, which I don't know if that's true or not. Um and it's four point five ABV. And excuse me. And that's it, but it doesn't say what type of beer it is, unless I'm missing that. You might be missing it. Oh, there on top. It says ale with natural flavors. 
Okay. So just a standard ale, I guess, yeah. I guess so, yeah. All right. So let's But keep... I'm curious about, because remember when you first showed me this uh, beer? I was yeah. like, the way the the font and everything is on there, it looks like it's kind of 3D. <laughs> like if you had some 3D glasses. It's not going to work, dude. <laughs> so I got to try it. Okay. So you can't see this because we're not a video podcast, but <laughs> you put on some uh, uh, 3D glasses. The classic red and blues. Classic red and blues. Like uh, like Biff Tamron's friend. Remember that? <laughs> Bro. What? No, it's not. Bro. No, it is not. All right. You got to try this. First, let me hear you pop yours. Okay. <laughs> Wait, the beer? Yeah, we got, we got to taste it first. <laughs> Hold on. All right, so that's the beer. We're going to taste it. Cheers. Cheers. To, wait, to two years. To two years. Hey, you finally tapped it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I, I The watermelon taste is so fucking lint, like hint. I've had a lot better watermelon Oh, for sure. For sure. Than this. I, I can't even taste watermelon, honestly. I couldn't eat the first couple of times. Then I, got I more, think the then best. I, then I got I, more drunk, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I really like Dust Bowl's beers. Yeah. Uh, the majority of their stuff that I had is fantastic. I go to the brewery every once in a while. Actually, I was just there last week. Nice. Uh, if you guys are ever in the area of Turlock, California, please stop by there. Um, their facility is fantastic. Nice. The staff is great. Their yes. food is really good. Nice. Um, and they have a lot of outdoor outdoor uh, activities. But Dope. I think the best thing about this um, beer is the can with these yeah. 3D glasses on. Okay. You got to try these, Uncle Dad. I will. I, will. I think you're going to be <laughs> impressed by this uh, this can. Get the fuck out of here. What? Do you see that thing pop? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yes, it works. It's kind of 3D. It's kind of coming at you. Barely, but yes. Almost like, you know, the Sega Master System 3D scope. Maybe not, maybe not to that level, but no, definitely anybody not. who knows a Rad Racer on uh, the original Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, with the 3D mode. Yeah, you got the 3D mode. Oh, man. Remember, uh, that was made by Square. Oh, it was, yeah. Uh, so I give, this, I give this four Chester Cheetahs out of ten. Ooh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I get it. I I give it. Uh, I probably get it four Pepsi Mans out of. Nice. Out of 10. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so Dark and Sky. Was Dark that- and Sky Skittles. Marshawn Lynch, what's up? True story <laughs> about Marshawn Lynch. We go to uh, Hyro Day, which is a kind of a hip hop thing that uh, the group Hieroglyphics out of Oakland. Uh, they put on pretty much every year. They hold even on, did, hold on. You got to yeah. shout out our man. Yeah, Buku One. What's Just up, man? Shout him out. Uh, Buku One. Uh, definitely waiting, waiting for you to sign my album, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, hieroglyphics. They 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 put this on um, in in Oakland. Um, pretty pretty much every year. Even again, virtually uh, in during the COVID COVID times and stuff. High to COVID. Very responsible, but it's a blast. It, it, I always have a blast there. Um, saw so many artists there. Lyrics born, uh, Juvenile was there one year. We had a blast. Tight. Um, so during that year, we went. Uh, we're going to see, you know, the last show. Hieroglyphics, uh, as a whole, was on stage, and um, I see Casual getting up on stage. So I was like, all right, cool. So we're, we're heading over there, and um, my girlfriend just gets these two tall cans, two tall boys, right? And you know, they have them there, and they serve them up, ice cold. It's fantastic. And she turns around and she just runs in this dude, boom, and just spills beer all on his, like his front of her shirt. And I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, I'm like, oh, and then I kind of paused because right away I saw who it was. My girlfriend had no idea. And she was, oh my God, I'm so sorry about that. He's like, it's all good. It's all good. 
And she's, oh, can I, can I, you know, cl- clean your shirt off for you? Some of that. He goes, no, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. it. It's good. It's all right. And he just takes off. And she goes, oh my God, I spilled beer on that guy. I go, yeah, you did. You know who that was? <laughs> and she's like, no, I go, that was beast mode. And she was like, who? I go, beast mode. She's like, I'm not familiar with that. I think she thought I was talking about a wrestler. I mean, sure. a rapper. And I was like, that, that was Marshawn Lynch. And she's like, are you fucking serious? Because <laughs> she knows Marshawn Lynch is because she's I got her super into uh, fantasy football, so she knows a player. Nice. And she looks, she goes, no, that's not him. And then he just so happened to like turn around, and so he's like, beast mode. He goes, hey, what's up? And of course, with his, he had his grill on and stuff like that. And she was like, holy shit, I just spilled fucking beer on beast mode. But he was, <laughs> he was a freaking sweetheart about it, man. He was, uh, he was really cool about it, and he could have got really pissed off. We possibly could have got kicked out but it's not that vibe at at high road Dave, and everybody's like really cool let me ask you this do you think though he he knows he has to play it cool because ultimately i i, I think you have that responsibility you have to right because like once you get to that, that point and if he let's say god forbid he would have got mad at her and like you know started to make a whole scene about it yeah and he immediately is going to hit the cancel yeah right. I, and i i think when you have when you're that status and you are um you know and I don't know how wealthy he is. I, I sure. everybody everybody knows, and it's sad because everybody knows who, your contract when it comes out what you signed for. And obviously, he's a professional uh, football player made made a, a crap ton of money. Um, and so you have that much more that you can lose because people yeah. know about that. So right. you're 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 easily a target to be sure. sued. You know, and so I think yeah that that has to do with it. But every everything that I've seen, and I don't know the man, but every. Um, interaction that i've seen whether it's uh it's uh peyton manning talking to him sure or his own little interviews that he does his commercial stuff the guy seems like a genuine like cool dude awesome i mean he gets with gary peyton i know and goes out uh to oakland and really does like food drives and stuff like he's he's, he does a lot for for his uh hometown but um i personally don't don't think that he's he's like that could he be probably absolutely sure right. but behind closed doors right? yeah yeah but i mean he's just yeah he was cool he was a cool guy man that's so. awesome man that's awesome i remember seeing the video of him and uh i think it was who was on the who was on the seattle they went to niners what was his name um oh my god he was our he was our corner i think right he was uh oh yeah yeah you're, you're talking about um um Oh man, what's his name? He has a dreads too. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, when they're on the sideline, he goes, he goes, "Hey man, I'm gonna throw out turkeys for the hood." Yeah, yeah. Because he, he goes, "You want to like, come?" He was like, "Wait, are you really doing that?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. really doing that." He was like, it was "For Thanksgiving." Yeah, he was like, "I'm like Nino Brown in this bitch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another, Richard, Richard, hold on, another New Jack, another New Jack City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman. Yes, Richard Sherman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nino Brown. I love, I love it. Another fucking New, dude. We gotta do a New, New Jack, Jack City. episode. New Jack City, dude. That that soundtrack was so good, man. It was a. Uh, I'm aging myself, but uh, that was high school era for me. And that soundtrack was a major, oh, sure. major uh, influence and was in everybody's uh, CD player at the time. I bet. Their pull-out stereo. <laughs> if you guys don't know that, look it up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in my case at the time, it was in my tape deck. So, nice. Yeah, I think, uh, and not to get completely off subjects, we are, <laughs> but New Jack, New Jack, man, I think that's your shit dude i know yeah that, that yeah, you're yeah. you're a huge fan of it there's two things i love in this world Three, well probably four things i love comic books i love um video games i love um movies and then i love new jack music and then i guess the, actually five things because i love house music as well uh but new jack uh music in a lot of ways pretty much defined who i was i think in a lot of ways that and house music really do who would you say is your favorite new jack 
style artist as we, or could, as we continue to stay off track okay we always do this though on our show <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this yeah. Is, it's so, a variety show yeah, yeah you're right you're we right. should call that <laughs> the game papa's variety <laughs> show. yeah there you go i like that idea um my favorite new jack artist of all time is that what you're asking yeah me? one that's up there and and producer because I, I think i know who your, who your favorite new jack producer is but i feel like you think you do but i think i know who you're thinking of but i think you're gonna be wrong okay because i think you're gonna say uh teddy riley no oh no really mm. uh producer Teddy Riley is great though. He's great. Yeah. Um, but honestly, man, and you might you might be surprised by this. My favorite underrated artist of all time. That's what I'm gonna go with first. New Jack or just overall? New Jack. Okay. because uh, he was part of New Jack and then he kinda went to do a gospel, but I don't know the gospel stuff. Uh it's Tevin Campbell. Yeah. I think Tevin Campbell to this day is one of the best vocalists around. There's some range, man. Dude, and then his fucking dude. Can we talk for a minute? Yeah, my man. Girl, I want to know your name. I love it, dude. So yeah, I, he's one of my favorite New Jack artists. Another great one. I actually really love Christopher Williams. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Cause I'm dreaming. Yeah. All about you. Yeah. He's, he's like uh, he's like uh, uh, a a Michael McDonald. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and then You're he's like, <laughs> it's so close. But, but yeah, but you think about it. Put those two on a record. Oh dude, man, yeah, that's golden. Or imagine Michael McDonald covering uh, "I'm Dreaming." Because oh. <laughs> I'm dreaming. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously that uh, man. Uh, I love Guy Teddy Riley. Obviously, yeah, Guy 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 was probably my favorite. Sure, and a lot of people love them. You mean, dude, Groove Me, you know, um, what's the other one? Last Dance or whatever dance or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, just all just all their stuff, man. But I mean, just... but that that does not exist without Teddy Riley. That's a whole different thing. Right, right. Um, but uh, additionally, I would say, um, I don't know if you could, I consider them New Jack, but I do know that they are more on the hip-hop side, rap side, but I do consider them a lot in the New Jack world because their movies are also responsible for a lot of New Jack love, and that's uh, Kid and Play. Okay. Because, I mean, if you think about what they did for the New Jack culture, not necessarily the rap culture, uh, they did a lot for the New Jack culture. Yeah. Because they introduced you to different styles of dancing. They introduced yeah, you to... Yeah, Kid and Play Kickstep. People are still doing that shit. Dude, today. yeah. I mean, House Party, in my opinion, if you probably grew up in that era, it's probably one of the most legendary movies of back in the day because it represented yeah. your generation, right? Your your experience of having a house mm. party, right? Um, but yeah, I love I love New Jack and I would love it. I really want to do on the main show, I want to do... A, a whole deep dive with uh, with me, Mike. If you want to come on, obviously come on. Uh, we have a Buku one is a, uh, is a is a big fan of uh, New Jack. His favorite, I think he said was uh, I think he said Tony Tony Tony, but I could be wrong. Yeah, see, and I and I know they Tony 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 is kind of in that realm, but I think they a lot of them uh, call them or experts if you will and i don't know any experts but from what i heard is uh they 2020 20 has been uh or rafael sadiq i should say mainly has been like labeled as like the creator of neo soul and he yeah. he personally i i heard his podcast he personally doesn't like that uh and they they asked him about that too about uh well you know new jack swing style and he's like uh no, nah, he goes no. He so he he talks about like the Oakland Stroke. He's like that. That was just he just grew up around musicians, and it was just their sound. And he's like, I don't know if I want to label it as as anything because then you get put in that you know in that oh, little sure. compartment. 
Um, but anybody who knows Rafael Sadiq, he's just so wide range of fucking yeah. everything. The guy's a genius. But um, yeah, dude, Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, I, I can dig, I can dig that. But really, one of my favorite artists of all time as well. Probably top three. And I think I might have mentioned this to you before. Rest in peace, Gerald Levert. Yeah. I love Gerald Levert, man. Yeah. I love me some Levert. Uh, I never know his gospel stuff because a lot of times those New Jack people they went into gospel, mm-hmm. which is great. But I, I just or they were in gospel already and just said, "Hey, I can, I can make some money, make some money doing this, yeah. whatever, you know." Yeah. And you know, I definitely don't want to call them a sellout because they had the talent regardless. But oh, yeah. hey, if you can make a little bit more money by changing up your style a little bit and being more uh, uh, accessible, do oh, it. Man. For sure, yeah. And then you know, Jared Levert went on to have one of the best R&B groups of all time, in my opinion, LSG. Mm-hmm. Levert, Gill. Yeah. And sweat, yep. and Keith Sweat obviously is probably top top one, one of the top ones for me probably, because I was a real big Keith Sweat fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gonna tell me now? Or, uh, I want her. I want her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want that thing. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, that was that was for me. That was like some like high school after high school stuff. Uh. But as I got older, I started listening to some of his old stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's still it's still jams. But one of my friends told me, he's like, I'm not a big fan of him. I was like, what? How are you not a big fan of Keith Sweat? He's like, dude, he whines a lot. And after he told oh, he does. me that, he does. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, he does have kind of a whiny. But again, Keith Sweat going back to what? What? New Jack City. Oh, that's right. He's in New Jack City. There we <laughs> go. Once again, Mike, where you at? <laughs> He's my brother's keeper. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, uh, man. Okay. All right. Let's get back on track here. What uh, are we talking? What's hold, the- hold on. I got to see really quickly. When is New Jack City's anniversary? Because I think we are going to do an episode on the main show about it. Oh, Just man. It's got to be coming up, dude. Let's see. New Jack, not New Jack Swing. New Jack City. Does New Jack City, I, it, it was what? 90. 91. 91, right? Oh, so we just missed it. Oh, we just missed the big anniversary. And it came out March 8th, so we just yeah. missed it. Um, well, we need to celebrate it still. But I think hey, I when might. you post when you post the the discussion, when you post the podcast, just backdate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> it was unaired. Unaired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, the it was un- a B-side. <laughs> the B-side. There you go. All right. So talking about the games. <laughs> um, I guess with that being said, let's do, let's do one more each. Yeah. No, uh, no, just end it with yours. We'll do one more each. Uh, okay. Because well, you did Dark and Sky, so I'm gonna do one. Dark and Sky. You'll do one, and then I'll come back again. All right. All right. So mine is gonna be Kool Aid Man on Atari. <laughs> Kool Aid Man. So Kool Aid Man is probably responsible for a lot of people's childhoods because I feel like a lot of people loved Kool Aid Man. I don't know if you did. Did you love Kool Aid? Um. Too sweet? Honestly, we didn't have a lot of Kool Aid growing up. My mom made uh, sun tea or iced tea. Oh, God. I remember that too. Sun tea. I remember going to my friend's house, Stacy's house, though, and they always had Kool-Aid. Yeah. But they lived out in the country, and they didn't have well water. Oof. So they had to get, like, it from their tap, and it, it was always, like, milky water. <laughs> Dude, it tastes disgusting. So whenever they, they'd pour me Kool-Aid, I wouldn't drink it. And for the longest time, they're like, you never drink Kool-Aid? You don't like Kool-Aid? And I was like, uh. And I finally just said. I was honest with him. I was like, your guys' water don't taste right. <laughs> like, I can't drink this, man. And then after that, they got a water filter. Ah, uh, that changed the world. And I felt bad because they, 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 um, well, not a water filter, but the, uh, they were, they were, you know, bringing in the water oh, jugs and stuff right, with, right. with a tap and stuff. And I felt bad after that. I was like, man, they spent a lot of money for this, dude. <laughs> but, um, I, the, 
my my buddy's father, um, Bill, he he told me he's like, hey, thanks for telling my wife that. Now we got some good water, and I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, okay, so I felt better about it. Um, but I, I I was never really a big fan of Kool Aid. What we did do though, and going a little bit off topic again, remember Kool Aid pops? Mm-hmm. You do the Kool Aid, make it extra sugary, yeah, of course. throw the stick in there, and put it in the freezer. Oh, dude, that um, was good. But this is for the Atari 2600 uh, mm-hmm. and Intellivision in 1983. Uh, it is a the they consider it the epitome of product tie-ins. Uh, Kool Aid Man for the Atari and the Intellivision follows the tit- the titular pitcher as he attempts to bounce the evil thirsties out of existence. In the Intellivision version, two children must gather the necessary ingredients from within their house and perform a ritual in which to summon the Kool-Aid Man. This sounds terrible. This sounds awesome. It sounds like the beginning of a shitty horror movie. No, this sounds (laughs) terrible, dude. Think about it. No, just think about the concept, okay? You're a kid. I'm a kid, right? And we're like... You know, we could summon Kool-Aid Man. And then you say, how? Well, we have to gather the right ingredients and Kool-Aid Man will appear. And then we do it. Do we, we cut our wrists at the end of it. <laughs> we put our blood in the Kool-Aid. We stir it. We each take a drink. And say, hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> and then right through the window. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's why I don't wear red shirts. <laughs> So you don't wear pink either, right? Because you don't look like a Pepto Bismol. I don't want to look like a Pepto Bismol bottle. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I. <laughs> it's another game too that I would think that like could be more thought out, but that makes sense, right? In, in that time era, you would just gonna make something cheap, easy, and it, you know, it probably wasn't hard to develop on the Atari. You could probably make a game with one person. I think most of those games were one person, right? Yeah. So you just fucking tell that guy, hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars, make a game, there you go, done, right? <laughs> and. Um, but I love the evil thirsties because that's pretty relevant now. You got to watch out for that thirst trap, my friend. You got to watch out. Um, yeah, I think uh, I never played it, but Kool-Aid Man was a huge part of my life because growing up, there were three commercials I remember a lot. Gushers, mm-hmm. Fruit Roll-Ups, and motherfucking Kool-Aid Man. And I can't remember what he said when he ran in the building. He just said, no, everybody else said something because he just... Doesn't he just, they say, hey, Kool-Aid. Well, he, doesn't he just bust in? Yeah, but he says something. No, I think you're thinking of Fat Albert. When <laughs> Fat Albert does, he goes, he comes in like, I don't. How I, the I don't, fuck would I be thinking about Fat Albert? Because that's what I'm thinking <laughs> about. I don't know why you're thinking about that, but I'm not. I don't. <laughs> we, hey, we don't, we don't support Bill Cosby here, buddy. <laughs> that's fine. But I, I just, I don't, I think, I don't think he says anything. I think he just goes, and they say, hey, Kool-Aid. Right. I don't remember him. You got to look it up. What we're going to do right now is we're going to look it up. It. We're going to play a vintage Kool-Aid commercial. <laughs> and I want to see because I remember otherwise. I, yeah, I'm, I'm probably wrong. I mean, but I'm just. Well, how old are you when Kool-Aid Man? Was that was that a thing when you were a child or no? Kool-Aid Man? Yeah. Well, I don't know fucking Kool-Aid Man, dude. So that's when, So at that point, you're already older. Then. I know what he said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. All right, hold on. We're going to play one real quick here. What's that? Some Kool-Aid liquid. Squirt some in the water. Oh, it's a new Kool-Aid commercial. You are Kool-Aid. Well, people get freaked out when you drink from your own head. Like, real freaked out. Whoa. <laughs> Give me the good Kool-Aid. They're all old. They're all new Kool-Aid commercials. <laughs> all right. Well, nobody cares about that. But anyways, yeah, you would say, hey, Kool-Aid. They'd be like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's what I remember about. So shout out to Kool-Aid, man. All right, you're up, sir. All right, I gotta I gotta give this one some love because I I had this game. This is one of the we're talking about all these games here. This this one I actually have, um, and I'm a pretty big fan of it. Uh, and I think you know where I'm going with this one. And it is this game that I I really like. It has really great gameplay, and that game is what do you think it is? I'm gonna say Budweiser Tapper. No, but I do like that one. Okay. <laughs> I had a chance to get the original Tapper arcade machine too, and with, I, with I the Budweiser tap, with the Budweiser taps, yeah. Wow. And I, it, I couldn't. I was, I didn't have the money, dude. Let's was, consider that as an honorable mention, Budweiser Tapper. Yeah, Budweiser Tapper actually had Budweiser taps on it. Yeah. In an arcade where you can see little six-year-olds pouring beers. Nice. Oh uh, no, Global Gladi- Gladiators. Oh yes, it's like we're talking about it. McDonald's. Yes. Uh, it's Make a McDonald's make. themed game. Global Gladiators is a platform game. Uh, it was published and developed by Virgin Games, but the designer of it is David Perry. We talked about David Perry Off prior mic. to this show. Yeah. Off mic. And uh, what uh, what other games did he develop? On some kind of buzz. I can't remember what you tell me. He did Aladdin? Aladdin, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He did the Cool Spot game yes. that we talked about earlier. Which we didn't mention, but check that one out. 7-Up. Uh, um, so, yeah, yeah, the uh, Cool Spot 7-Up. Uh, uh, but Global Gladiators, yeah, a little platforming game, McDonald's theme. You're Mick and Mac. You have this like little uh, gun, and it's it's almost like a Nickelodeon theme too, because you like you, you shoot, and it's like it, it squirts out like this green slime. Nice to ca- take uh, take care of the baddies. But the gameplay was solid, man. Uh, great platforming game, shooting at the same time. Very simple gameplay. Two two people at the same time that you can play. It was available on the Sega Genesis. They did a Game Gear version, but I think the Game Gear version was only single player. Um, and it's old school, so it's available uh, also on the Amiga uh, and in Japan, the Sega Mark III, which is the uh, uh, Sega Master System here in America. But um, fantastic game. I do have this one. It's a blast to play. It has parallax scrolling on the Genesis version. So um, you got a real, really cool background effects. Lightning. Uh, was in there. That was some of the best lightning that I've seen in the game. Very, very well done. Uh, kind of a lost gem when it comes to um, like the Sega Master System in, in Genesis games. Uh, but yeah, really, really good platformer. I didn't even know it was a McDonald's themed game when I first got it. Oh, really? Because I just got the cartridge. It wasn't the box or anything like that. I just had the cartridge. Oh, wow. And I popped it in. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And I, I was like, no, it's a side-scroller. I think, I, I think we rented it. Oh, nice. And... I never took it back. <laughs> I ended up just having to pay nice. for it uh, through fines or whatever. But fantastic game, man. Global Gladiators. Uh, just Props. to kind of do an honorable mention with that, too. McKids. Check that out. McKids, yep. Yeah, McKids is great. Check that out. Uh, so we're going to end the show on a game that I think I've talked about you a couple times now. And that is uh, a Japanese-only game that has gained a lot of cult following. Following, uh, You can actually see this game in action with one of the original actors. Uh, on one of my favorite uh, YouTube shows, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, this is the, I guess at this point, legendary Pepsi Man. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was Pepsi Man. That was their theme. Uh, it's basically like the runner game before runner games where you just move one forward direction and you're just collecting Pepsis for some reason. And you're sliding, going under. I mean, it's it's a very simple game. It could j- Before mobile games, it basically was a mobile game, right? Like you just move forward. You went down to get to hide from stuff, jumped up if you needed to, and you collected Pepsis, and that was mm-hmm. it. 
Um, it's kind of hard. Uh, it's worth a lot of fucking money because it's it's like pretty rare. And uh, but the the gentleman there because it's it's all in English. It's not in Japanese. There is an American actor who's getting a Pepsi and he keeps drinking Pepsi and he has to play the game and he doesn't play the game. And so every level you beat it, you go back to the guy playing the game. So it's very meta. But that guy is still alive and he's in uh, the Anger Video Game Nerd episode where he's wearing the same exact outfit. Oh, sick. <laughs> um, so to me, that that episode is kind of what inspired me to bring brand uh, like mascots to the table here because I saw that and I was like, wow. I forgot that there was a whole world for that. There was a whole world of brand mascots, you know, mm-hmm. that had games, you know, and we, t- we talked about some of them and some of the ones that we, we didn't mention, you know, I'll just kind of quickly throw out there, you know, obviously we cool spot was a quick one. We didn't bring up cool spot, chest of cheetah, the Burger King, uh, the Burger games. King games. Yeah. Um, but it really, those games were not really that great. Cool spot. I think actually was kind of fun. Yeah. I cool spot was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I think for the most part they weren't great. And I think that was an era that was kind of lost. Now I like that. We talked about a lot of things that we never have played because I think that opens up the mind to a lot of people like, mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I do want to check out cold stone game just because it's probably stupid. <laughs> you know, yeah. or the jelly bean game, man. I mean, apparently we're gonna have to get that because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we were that big of fans of jelly belly here. I mean, I knew I was, but I know you were <laughs> so, but uh, Pepsi Man to me is like you know that to me is the epitome of advertising games. Next to the only one next to that, in my opinion, it's probably the Mick Kids because Mick Kids, in my opinion, is a fucking killer game. Yeah, it's Good so game, fucking man. well done. Yeah, um, but Pepsi Man, even though it isn't the best game, it did a whole lot for the world of runner games because it was that idea of moving forward, getting things, you know. And if it came out now, and in fact, it probably should come out now, redone, remastered as a free game to play. You know, it's an advertising for Pepsi. Um, the Pepsi has way more drinks now, so why not do some of the new ones? But I really, I really appreciated that, like playing that. And I never played it, but oh, I take it back. I played the ROM version, but I never played the physical version mm. because it's just too expensive. Um, but I highly recommend everybody checking out uh, Anger Video Game Nerd and checking out the Pepsi episode because, yeah, I think Pepsi Man is definitely, a, oddly enough, very near my heart for some reason. Any thoughts on Pepsi Man? Uh, no, I've never played it myself. I've just seen video. Like you said, hey, if I wanted to add that to my collection, which I, I do, but I'm not paying I'm not paying that much money. So hopefully hopefully one day I'm just kinda like scouring some uh Yeah. You know, a uh uh yard sale or um estate sale and it pops up or something. Yeah. I've gotten some good stuff that way. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. And it's possible, right? I'm sure some collector may possibly have like a quick story about collecting is did you hear about what happened in sacramento mm-hmm. this guy bought not video game related but comic book related this guy a comic book store a1 comics bought this collection for six hundred thousand. right this collection has the entire the entire key marvel run from 1940 wow. to 19 no sorry 1960 to 1991 which is basically every major no 1940 i'm sorry uh but basically has every major appearance you could imagine in that collection so you could only imagine how much that's actually worth yeah and so I, yeah it could I, happen <laughs> yeah I, I i can believe it i just did a um a storage unit uh myself and i picked up some some gems yeah. in there i got i got lucky and uh it's kind of like storage wars you know you put your bid in and all that sure. stuff and i was lucky because i didn't um i bid real low and the person that won the bid, they didn't come through financially, oh, so wow. uh, it then gets default, 
and they just start calling people like, and whatever your original bid was, that's what you get it for. Nice. So my bid was a hundred bucks and I got, we talked about earlier, I got Darkwing Duck for the uh, NES. Nice, nice. Uh, in box, everything included. Nice. Uh, it had Die Hard Arcade in there for nice. the uh, Sega Saturn, um, a gem itself, um, a couple of Sega Master System games in there, Vigilante, uh, Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon Trap. And it's like, that right there is those games well worth over a hundred dollars uh, total, and there was some other stuff in there too, including a Demolition Man for nice, safety. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, it's crazy where you can find sometimes. So, uh, can we? Do we have an idea for next month's episode? No, I don't think we have uh, an idea just yet. Okay, no worries. Uh, I'm gonna throw some suggestions though. Yeah, and we can think about it. Sure. Rail shooters. That's one of my ideas. Do you have any ideas? Um, because maybe kinda. you give an idea, I'll give an idea, and maybe somebody will vote. <laughs> one, I, I would say one that's kind of close to my heart personally, and it's uh, racing games. Really? Yeah, I like racing games, man. A well, lot, man. We maybe that will work too because I just uh, I don't know if you heard the newest episode while that talks, but I was actually at the Sonoma Raceway. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, but thanks for the invite. I mean, you weren't invited. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> uh, GT World Challenge. Uh, I got to check that out. Uh, if you're listening to this, check that episode out. It's really great. Well, I think you and I are both big fans of Forza. Of course. Always yeah. have been. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just going back to the to the original stuff, like, like, you know, Monaco GP. We talked about Rad Racer earlier today yeah. with the 3D stuff, virtual racing. There's just a lot of stuff and a lot of innovation there. Uh, Daytona Arcade, you know, it's just... You know, Ridge Racer came along, System Link, yeah, you know, yeah. people forget about that. I, that. That'd be a good topic. Yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite racing games of all time is on PS2, and I think original Xbox, and it was called Auto Modelista. Yeah, Auto Modelista, cell shaded game. Yeah. One of my favorites, dude. Super underrated. Yeah. Uh, Super fun game. I think they also came on the GameCube with it. I'm pretty that, sure. I wasn't aware about that. But yeah, but uh, Auto Modelista, yeah, that was... Uh, that was a classic. It was was that that was Konami, wasn't it? I think so. When is Daytona? Uh, I don't know. The, so what we should do is save the racing episode with the month of Daytona. Ooh, can we end the show? Can we end the show the way it does in with, with the Daytona, the Daytona right uh, now song? No, no. <laughs> if we do the racing, the, oh, gotcha, the, gotcha. the Daytona song, the, the guy, you know, because and at the very end, he's like. Game over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. classic, dude. Yeah, yeah. When we do that episode, I'll have baby game do that. I like that. <laughs> Daytona. Yeah, it's fucking, it's classic, dude. I love it. Uh, yeah, man. So that was uh, brand mascots. Uh, hopefully you learned something. Hopefully and there's you... a lot more out there. Yes, there definitely is. we don't have seven hours. Yeah, the problem is, if you guys haven't noticed, these episodes have not been less than one hour, and, uh, one and a half hours. So we're working on it, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're only once a month, so there you go. It's a treat. We get we get off topic, and start talking about stuff, but I think that could be a good thing. But that's also what happens when you've known somebody for so long. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've been through a lot. You're like, oh yeah, tell me that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, uh, you can follow uh, the co-host of Game Papas at what's the what's your Instagram again, sir? Uh, Retro Gaming Nomad, no spaces. Uh, should have a at right now. I think I have a Dreamcast symbol on there. But uh, yeah, retro just Retro Gaming Nomad. Um, I do some posts and do a little bit of uh, history on some of the games. Uh, not all, but uh, try to give a little bit of knowledge out nice. there of like kind of where it came from. The developers, I follow developers big time. So uh, some of the original games 
that they made um, kind of a little less well known. And then, of course, they blow up later on. Like, you know, we talk about uh, games that came out right now, like Elden Ring. It's like, okay, what was some of their first games? Like the Kingsfield series. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't aware of that, uh, that stuff or like a Togi for the original Xbox. Nice. Um, and that's a From Software game that's, you know, uh, that's one of my posts on my on my page. Um, you know, a lot of people haven't played that and they're big fans of that style of gameplay. It's some stuff you should check out. Yeah, so follow me at Retro Gaming Nomad. And of course, you can follow us at Uncle Dad Talks where you can find everything about me, Mike, uh, our other co-host on the show, Buku uh, One, who does Art to Empire, and of course, Retro Gaming Nomad. So of course, as always here on this show, Peace, love, and game on. And we'll see you all next month. Bye-bye.